you guys met Lucy on the 86th of Auburn Reach. So just about a week ago, you guys learned about this. Just a little bit over a week ago. A weekend, three days Dang. ago. We've been playing you for guys, like nine months, yes. and this is all yeah. the time that's passed in game. <laughs> you guys have only known each other for uh, one, two, uh, three weeks and three days. You guys have known each other for oh, a little over God. a month. Th- Three what weeks? the fuck? Yeah. I thought it was a little longer than three no. weeks. You guys have known each other for three Dang. weeks. You're telling wait, 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 I'm sorry. You're telling me that all of this has happened in the span of three weeks. That's correct. We live really shitty lives. Like <laughs> you, guys, you guys have had some troubles, dude. Some like, troubles. We met and now the entire universe is going out of its way to Four try and kill us. Four weeks ago, like, what were we? <laughs> right? Four weeks ago, I was in a swamp just vibing, yep. just writing about lizards, like nothing was happening. Now Four your book's gone. Tormix is, my book's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, really, no. Torm never existed. Shut up. <laughs> in my head, and I miss it. Now you have a creepy mask, dude. Spaghetti. Ready spaghetti? We Gucci. Ready spaghetti. All right, go ahead, Maria. I y'all uh um a lot of people are dead, so that's fun. Um the the what uh, liar's dead, he's dead. Um dwarf boy super dead. Uh Caro is almost dead. I think Dylan was trying to kill her, but we didn't let it happen, so now he's got to figure out what to do with her. Um but now uh and now Adrian is also dead and he killed everybody so and we don't know why he did that because he's super dead but I guess he was doing something with a fist I don't know he had a letter uh Perrin's got this mask now and he's just vibing with that uh I don't know how he eats he doesn't eat he can't take it off so that's fun um and now we're at in um the weird magic bubble house is gone um yeah (laughs) we're at the inn we ate some food quinn can't get drunk (laughs) i don't know i don't know what else is i think that's everything that happened i think (laughs) i mean yeah kind of other than fur plank matchmaker oh yeah yeah oh i love that there's that lady who left her bracelet and then that Orc dude was like, oh, I got these fangs. Like, and then Fur was like, boy, get get to it. And it was like, maybe. <laughs> and that's what happened. <laughs> get to it. But yeah, I think that's uh, about it. You guys took a long rest at the end of the night. Um, now there are two people that this beginning bit is going to kind of revolve around. Um, so we can do either of them first. So it's going to be Maria and Val and Valerie. Are the two that I'm gonna kind of? I don't know those characters, Dylan. But yeah, we'll start with Esmene. Uh, Esmene, you have a good night's rest, sleeping on the floor on the inside of the room that's in the long inn, but kind of in a pouch 
on your cloak, you can feel something getting like really hot, just in one of the pockets. Oh, not like like burning hot, but just it's getting warm. Am I like awake now? <laughs> yeah, you're awake now. It would have woken you up. It's relatively early in the morning. I'd say it's about seven o'clock. All right. Um, first of all, just so you know, I am resistant to fire damage, so that's got <laughs> that down. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna, just to clarify. Yeah, just just want to make sure you remembered. Um, yeah, um, I'm gonna like kind of sit up and reach into my pocket and figure out what's in there, what that's about. It is Eurus's key. Oh, interesting. Um. <clears throat> I don't know. I think I want to like try and wake everybody else up to be like, "Hey, what? What's? Should we do something about this?" Because I don't want to just like try and open a door like by myself, even though I feel like that's what it's telling me to do. <laughs> yeah. So you're in the room with Quinn, Kara. I think that's it. I think it's Quinn, Kara, and Lyra. Yeah. Who's closest to me? Um, I would say. It depends on which side of the bed everybody would sleep on, because you're on the floor. Carl's on the floor on the other side of the bed, and it's Quinn and Lyra on the bed itself. So, I mean, it's up to you, whoever you want to wake up. Yeah, I'm gonna... I'm gonna wake up Quinn first, and be like, hey, yo, <laughs> hey. What, huh? And I'm just gonna show her the key, and be like, feel this, it's warm, what's happening? How, what time is it? I don't know, it's glowing key time, I guess. <laughs> the name of the session glowing <laughs> Quinn looks so unamused that's not trying to make a joke here she's just like it's time for this I don't know man it's it's not doing anything what are you what are you talking about it's warm feel it Okay, God. Uh, Quinn feels it. It's not warm to you. It's a regular key. <sighs> what? It's. I don't know what you're talking about. Go back to sleep. Uh. But it's still warm to me, right? Yes. That's weird. Nothing's <laughs> wrong with it, Esmine. You're having a dream or something. And Quinn flops back down on the bed. I. Alright, I think Esmeralda's just gonna sit there and, like, stare at it for a minute and try and figure out if she's dreaming or not, or if she's, like, losing her mind a little bit. But she's just like, okay, well, I have this key now. I don't know what to... Ooh. I think at this point she's gonna try and wake everybody else up to see if literally, if to see if it's just her. Without going through the process of RPing it all out, it's just Esmeralda that feels the warmth. Interesting. Quinn has her head under the pillow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, so I think I'm scared. I don't know what's going to happen here. Uh, do you at least, because like, I want to open the door and see what happens, but I don't want to go in alone, you know? <laughs> like, I don't want to, I don't want to split the party. You can take me with you. I can what? You can take day with you. That's a good plan. I yeah. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna take day with me and I'm gonna put the key in that door. She just like was curled up in a ball under Quinn's feet and you pick her up and she looks 
opens her eyes a little bit, looks at you, just kind of shakes her head, and goes back to sleep on your shoulder <laughs> as you bring her up there. She kind of curls her tail around to hold on. Oof. <laughs> putting the keyhole, putting the key in the door, do you knock? Uh, yes, I'm going to knock three times. Knocking three times. Open the door, and it is a cleaned-out shop. Eurus' shop is totally cleaned out. Um, no boxes, no nothing except for a desk and two chairs. Eurus is sitting behind the desk in one of the chairs. Arms crossed. Is Oh, hey, you got my message. It was a message? What? <laughs> kind of. Uh, there's only so many things I can do to kind of get your attention. I kind of wanted... Uh, uh, just, just take a seat. There's some, uh, I've been meaning to tell you. I tried to tell you when I saw you earlier, but I just feel like it's okay. important. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna sit down. <laughs> He's not really looking at you either. He's just kind of looking down at the table and at his hands. What I'm about to tell you, uh, no one else knows about me. So, uh, just please keep this. Between you and I, all right? Yeah. Oh, one second. Can I also just, like, I also want to, like, just prop the door open so it doesn't close behind me. <laughs> yeah, that's so fine. I'm you can stuck there. Yeah. You can easily find, like, a shoe or something and stick it yeah. in the door, whatever's left in the room. Cool. Is that all right? Um, I, I used to live in Esmia a long time ago. My father was a druid, and I used to study with him, so... We lived in constant fear of the fist. Uh, eventually, our time came and the fist found us. Uh, they raided my home, killing my parents, but I was lucky enough, if you can call it that, to be decent at hiding. That night, I took the first ship out of Esmia, west towards Albin. Uh, I changed my name to Eurus and was lucky enough to be accepted into the Sorcerer's Academy. That's where I got Lily. Life at the Academy and in Albin was nice, but it was different there. And I had a friend that I so dearly missed here in Adesh. Eventually, I graduated as... Oh, and as part of graduation, there is a, a sorcerer who can change the way you look into, you know, whatever you want. I decided to make minor adjustments to myself just to be safe. And he looks down at his arm, running his hand along it. Then I came back after about five years away. I adventured for a bit, using my powers in whatever way I could to help people and looking for my friend all the same, knowing she was still out there. But I gave up. I settled down here in Vacarie and I built my shop. Now, this, like I said, this whole time he's been talking, kind of looking down at the table at his hands. Um, but he looks up and makes eye contact with you. He's still, and I'm gonna cry. Finally, after all these years of waiting, my friend found me. He just looks at you, Ezra. He kind of shudders when you say it, and he nods his head. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know if it was you at first, so I didn't say anything, and then I knew it was you, but I was worried that you had changed. 
the day I gave you that key, I knew it was you and that I could trust you. Like I said, I tried telling when you were here, but I got nervous and I couldn't. Oh my gosh, I'm shaking till I don't understand. Oh shoot. Is Mace just gonna like stare at him for a minute? And she's like, how come you didn't, how come you didn't recognize me? I mean, time passes, people change. Uh, as you can see, I've changed and I recognize you a bit. And I, I tried making a joke or something when I first met you, but you didn't really seem to like it or understand it. So I kind of held back and stood my ground. But like I said, I, I didn't know if it was you, you know. I, I didn't know what to do. I don't know. I mean, I guess I did change. <laughs> and you did too. Um, but you're you're here. You're okay. I mean, yeah. I survived. I guess you can call it. <laughs> Waller told me you were dead. <laughs> he had, like, this skull. He told me it was yours. He knew your name. Well, I'm here. Uh, it must have been some other tiefling. I don't know. They've killed plenty of magic users in Esmia. You know that. So I'd imagine they have no shortage of skulls. But you're okay? Yeah, I'm alright. Esmeralda just hugs him, and she's like, real shook. <laughs> he reciprocates the hug, standing up, giving and he goes, Now, I've gotten quite used to the name Eurus, and I, I, I like it, so... Uh, Ezra reminds me of when my parents died, and as you can imagine, I'm not a fan of that, so just keep calling me yours. I feel like it fits me better. Okay. <laughs> when you guys... When you guys left, I just... I mean, I know I'm different now. It took me a really long time to just... I don't know, I guess. Like, I wasn't even talking to my parents for <laughs> that whole time. I was living by myself almost, and. So right. I know I'm. Uh, sorry to interrupt. But speaking of yeah. that, um, I, I have something. And kind of out of the inside of his coat, he pulls a letter. Oh, gosh. <laughs> this is a. Uh, when I gave you the key, I, I sent a letter to your mom, uh, telling her that I knew where you were and that you were okay, and that I was okay. Um, she sent one back for you, and he hands it to you. All right, I'm gonna read the letter. <laughs> really, the letter is you, your mother telling you how much she misses you. 
hoping that everything's okay, understanding that you needed time for yourself, and joking about how you've kind of always been like that. Um, she tells you that your father has died. No! He got very sick one day, and through medicine they tried to cure him, but were unable. Um, but that she is okay, and that you are welcome to come back home if you ever want to. How long ago was this? Uh, I got it in... right after you left, actually. Left to go to Absent, I mean. So he's just gonna, like, hold on to the letter for a minute and just kind of, like stare at it (laughs) and like just like she's just like processing because there was like she just had something really really good and then something really really bad so she's just trying Mm -hmm. to like balance that out I guess I don't know I, I have to go back yeah I know really don't want to go back to Esmia. Yeah, I don't blame you either. It's not the, uh, not the best place. I mean, we're going there anyway. <laughs> so... I know you don't want me to tell anybody about you. Um... I don't know how I'm gonna tell everyone that I found this. <laughs> and she just yeah. kind of holds up the letter. I don't know. I didn't really think about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I bet you figure it out. You're smart. I'll figure something out. He just kind of smiles. He sits back. He sits onto the desk and he sits back and he just. I'm glad you're all right. I'm really glad you're okay too. It's just after we lost you guys, I got so scared <laughs> of losing my parents that I just ran away and I didn't want to let myself love them anymore. And they knew that. <laughs> And they never stopped loving me. They never gave up on me. And they gave me the space that I wanted. But like, they'd still write and everything just to let me know that they were there. And I never... <laughs> he deserved so much better, I guess. My dad deserved better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you for telling me. <laughs> I figured it needed to be said. It felt important. I think she just kind of like hangs out there for a little while, just in silence, just like processing and just kind of like knowing that she's got to go back to the party at some point, but also just like not wanting to leave him at this point. <laughs> mm hmm. He sits there in silence with you. Just kind of looking at you. Uh, Dylan! 
just right off the bat, man, like right at the beginning of the session, I'm heckin', heckin' doing it to me. <laughs> After a few minutes, Hugris just says, you can always come back to me. And I gave you that key for a reason. So, you just need a door. Yeah. I will. <laughs> I think after a couple minutes, as many just like walks back up to yours and just hugs him again and says, I really missed you. I missed you too. Be safe, all right? You too. And then she just takes day and goes back through the door and back to the inn. Stepping through the door, back into the inn, taking the key out. And you're all set. Parent. It's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> Buckle up. And this is this is a, a little bit shorter of one. Um, something I'll notice from the night previous, when you're laying down to go to bed. When you close your eyes, you can still see. You can feel that your eyes are closed, but you can still see through the mask. Everything that's going on, it's sort of hazy, but through the mask, you can see. So it's just something that you would have noticed. Uh, eventually, you are able to find sleep, but the whole time your eyes are closed, you are still able to see what's in front of you. Waking up, a voice, a familiar voice at this point. It's time to make a deal, Perrin. Wake up to the mirror. Go ahead. Okay, I'll walk over the mirror. And the mask begins to move in a familiar way as Fraz continues to talk to you. So, my friend, you have shown a good amount of power, but I know that you need more, and that you want more, and you will need more to protect your friends from what is coming. But like I said, it's time to make a deal. Now, what are you willing to wager for more strength? Hmm? More abilities granted by me? What, what would you be willing? I seem to be managing all right. I'm not sure I need anything. Mm, yes, it does seem that you are managing, but you still need your friends to save you. What happens when they're all gone, down, unconscious, or incapacitated in any way, and it's just you? What then? What when they're not around to help you? I think I can handle it. Hmm. Alright. It's... Maybe... Your undoing. I sense a great... Conflict. Coming. Soon. Just take a look. And through the mask, you see visions. You're in the town square of... Temister, the clock tower next to you. General Waller is standing there. 
sword raised high above his head, striking down at you. Your friends looking around are gone, bleeding, unconscious. Scraped fur is blown into a building, a giant bolt stuck into his chest. And he says, this very well may be your future. And if you choose power, if you choose to make a deal, the outcome may change. And once again, your vision switches, still in the city square, but you standing above, battle-axe bloody, Waller's body, the black gem in your hand, and you crush it under your strength. This is... Which outcome would you desire? What would I need to give? Oh, something of importance, but... Mm, maybe not of great repercussion to you. Possibly, I don't know, a couple years of your life, maybe. Oh, an eye. Of course, I could replace anything that I would take from you, an eye for an eye, as they say. Mm, whatever you wish. A few years to save my friend? Mm, yes, I'd say 10, to be precise. Okay. All right. He goes, very good. And you just feel like a sudden, just the most awful headache you've ever had in just a split second. Uh, let me get my dice out really fast. You take 11 points of damage, uh, of psychic damage, as this just splitting headache appears into your head. You can feel like somebody has just placed a rock in your brain, your eyes, your vision just becomes bright white for just a moment. And then, looking back in the mirror, your hair has gone a little bit lighter, a little bit darker. Ferran is now 29 years old. Ooh. Oh, shit. What Holy shit. A shadowy figure kind of appears behind you you can see like the smoke wisping off of your body from the kind of inflicted wound that you had and kind of appears and it begins to pace behind you in your feet you can feel the floorboards kind of depress as it steps and you can see it in the mirror looking behind you it's not there but the face continues and he goes very good for Ren. Your deal will be, like I said, rewarded. You now have another plus one to your charisma score. So make sure you mark that down. Um, I would put everything you've gained from the mask to the side. So like with the mask, whatever it was, plus three yeah. to the side, just so you know, in case you ever take off the mask. And he goes, I have taken away your face and covered it with mine, but with my face becomes a sort of choice. Think of a being, of any humanoid being you would like to become. Picture them in your mind's eye. Um, you mean like a part, like, like turning into something? Is that what I'm picturing? Picture a person, whoever you'd like. Okay, um, a picture of my mom. Okay. 
in the mirror before you. Your silhouette and kind of body kind of ripples and boils, almost like the polyjuice portion uh, in Harry Potter, like the skin begins to boil and bubble and change. And you can feel yourself changing. And in the mirror, you see your mother standing where you stood. Now with the mask, you can cast Disguise Self at will. Oh. Now, to continue gaining your strength, I request a sort of sacrifice, not from you, but from those you slay. Now through the mask, I can relatively see what you are seeing, and I may request uh, some limbs. I guess you can call it body parts as a sort of rebuilding of myself. Of course, this is only theoretical, but with your contributions, both of us can become what we wish to be. How can I protect the world if you're back? Can you guarantee that you won't destroy it? Like and I have no need to destroy the world. I don't even really care about the material plane. It's not something that I really care to enjoy. Here it is cold and dirty and bleak and there's humanoids running about. I do not wish to rule here. I do not wish to destroy it. I do not care for it. I wish to regain my rightful place in the abyss. Something that Adronis has taken from me many times, and the other demon lords wish to stop me from doing so. So help me, and I will help you, as I have done before. He just nods in the mirror. Very good. Now, enjoy your strength, and the shadowy figure disappears behind you. Cool. And I'd say now it's probably about nine o'clock, so that's when everybody starts to wake up. I want to go back to my form. So do you want to go back to Prim with the mask or Prim without the mask? Oh, shit. I can do that? Oh, yes, fuck. you can. <laughs> this guy's self oh, is a concentration oh, spell. Oh, so anytime you get hit, you have to roll a concentration check. Um, yeah, I want to go back you can't to cast any... pre-mask. Okay. You oh, think oh, of what you used to look like, and you are uh, back to who you were. Back to 19-year-old Perrin or 29-year-old Perrin? Maybe Perrin. Yikes. All right, everybody's awake. You guys feel free to do whatever. I want to tell everybody. Well, we're we're in two different rooms. Yeah. Yeah. So you have the girls' room and the boys' room. Are the boys awake? I would say I would say about this time everybody would be awake. And yeah, I'm I'm trying to think of what I want to say. Where's Pren currently? Um, he would have been still standing in oh, front of the yeah, mirror by the time he woke up. Okay. Um, but he looks like normal, no mask, average Pren. Yeah, he looks like he did right before he went into the key. Okay, great. First, sits up in bed and kind of gives a bit of a stretch and his eyes, um, still kind of half conscious. Uh, having gotten a fairly decent night's sleep. And he like rolls over onto his side and notices that Peren is standing facing the mirror. And he kind of makes out his reflection.
reflection and notices that the mask is just inexplicably gone. And he kind of furrows his brow, but doesn't really say anything. And he like lays back onto his back and just kind of stares at the ceiling and speaking to Peren, but like looking at the ceiling just goes, so you managed to take the mask off, huh? Um, is Armin awake yet? He wants to tell them both at the same time. Yeah, he is. Okay, I think you want to walk. He wants to walk over to them and kind of sit in between them, either on the floor or like on one of the other beds or something. Um, he kind of sits in front of them and he says, "Not." Um, he offered me power that would help you. He showed me a vision of fighting Waller and all of us dying, all of us getting crushed under under his weight in Temister. And then he offered the chance to save you all. And the price was a few years of my life. And then um, he changes disguise self to his 29-year-old form without the mask. So you guys can see that he got 10 years older, but he's still, like, you can still see his face. So not knowing uh, what your 29-year-old face looks like? I know what I look like. You wouldn't know what you... you it. Wait, the area around the mask it's not changes. That different. It's not that different, but it's it's a little different. Wasn't Peren's face stolen? What? No, I saw the face. Well, the I mask theoretically stole your face. The mask itself. But yes, twenty-nine-year-old Peren looks a little bit older. And uh, Fur kind of sits up and sees the the shift and the change in in body and in form, and. He sighs and says, "Also, Prent has a really cool mustache. That's just <laughs> he just made it up. It's super cool because he couldn't grow facial hair. You know? <laughs> he can look like however he wants. He just <laughs> he doesn't know that there's a mustache or not underneath. Okay, it's dope. So he just goes, you know, I have a mustache. I like to imagine that the mustache appeared after he changed his form, and then he goes, actually, and he puts a mustache on his face." <laughs> um, Fur just kind of sighs and says, a few years, huh? Well, better you age ten years than have ten years cut off at some other point in your life. I would age fifty years if it meant saving this world and all of you guys. So, I just wanted you both to know what happened. I'm not going to hide anything from you. I would never hide anything. Especially now since we're traveling together, you deserve to know what's going on and what I'm doing. So I just wanted you all to know. Um, I still have the mask, but it'll probably only appear in battle. But I'm going to try to hide it as much as I can because it makes a lot of people uncomfortable. But I need you to know that it is still there. And uh, first sits up and just smiles and claps Peren on the shoulder and just says, All right. I appreciate the honesty and your willingness to open up to something like this. And, well, hopefully it was worth it. Then don't tell Quinn. Oh, God. No, I gotta tell her. <laughs> she gonna get you. Uh, I almost considered having him say, maybe you should hide it from everyone. But I was like, no, he's he's trying to be a good, honest boy. I'm not going to do that. That is what the spirits told you to do. This is true. Listen, Quinn already doesn't like the mask, okay? She's going to be all, like, relieved that it's not there, and then he's going to say it's still there, and she's just going to be like, are you fucking kidding me? She's going to go feral. 
We're gonna go She's already. Just from um, okay. Uh, so, being the the big me- meaty mediator that he is, the mediator. Um, for you know, from uh, Furky's jerky stand, um, Fur gets up and he looks around and he digs through his his bag and pulls out a little pair of like like night slippers and he slips them on his feet and he he shuffles out of the room grandpa and before he leaves he looks over his shoulder and just says wait right here for a moment oh bean and goes into the hallway over to the girl's room which he knocks on the door I think Quinn's probably up by this point. She was just like, you know, getting getting dressed, getting ready for the day. And whatever horrible combat it will bring. And she opens the door. And it's Fur, and he's standing there. And uh, he just looks at her and goes, we may need to talk. Um, about? Do you mind if I come in? That That's fine. I like to imagine Esmene came back and then just passed out on the floor again. <laughs> Esmene? He's just kind of sitting on the floor, just processing everything that's just happened. And now something else is about to happen. And she's like, oh, gee, Scoob. Are Lyra and Kara up? Yeah, Lyra's up. She's probably just like hanging out. Kara's awake, but she's in like a kind of just super spaced out in the bedroll on the ground. Like just kind of looking off into the distance. Uh, So Fur walks in. And his his beard's all you know disheveled, and his hair's all un. He's got some barbarian bedhead going, um, and he comes in and he looks around the room and he looks at the girls and he looks at Esmene and Kara who are just both having their own like existential meltdowns, <laughs> and goes, "Okay, so it seems like you didn't get much sleep either. Um, I just needed to forewarn you, especially Quinn." Um, that and he he kind of trails off for a second as he's picking his words carefully whatever happens today i need you to understand that at the end of the day uh intention is what matters here um some decisions were made that i'm willing to bet you will not be exactly thrilled with squints for noble reason and he kind of rubs the back of his neck just like completely unsure of how to phrase any of this he's not going to say anything himself because that's not his place to tell um but he is here just to give a kind of a head what are you talking about what happened it's not exactly my my right to tell you Uh, i will i will let him come to you when the time comes um quinn puts the pieces together and he kind of like sees the 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 light bulb go off in her head and just says, okay, just hear him out with this one. We don't really have any other options. The deed has already been done, and we need to keep moving with our mission. And he kind of nods to everybody else in the room, bids them a bit of a good morning, and turns to leave. And Quinn shuts the door behind him. And once in the hallway, he just kind of lets out a a very long, deep, oh boy, and then goes back (laughs) into the bedroom. And just, he looks at Perrin and says, well, she's all warmed up. Good luck. 
Is she all warmed up or is she <laughs> partially lukewarm? <laughs> Oofa doofa. Okay. There's not much that Fur can say that isn't going to prevent uh, Quinn from just flipping the fuck out. This is not going to be a good conversation. Quinn does not support this entire demon endeavor. Wasn't expecting it to do it like this, but okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I also changed my beard. It now looks like Donald Glover. I have a picture. <laughs> <laughs> Please send a picture. Can I have a... Because That's a good look. Can... My beard looks like this now. Oh no, the file's too big. Oh no, it's too powerful. Because I feel like Donald Glover has several looks. Especially if you've seen Atlanta, which is really good. Young Donald Glover. Ooh, okay. That's pretty dope. I mean, he is a nat 20. I kind of imagine Perrin looking like Donald Glover. I love that. Thank you. Just with shorter hair. (laughs) I always picture Jordan Fisher, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, now now he's got to be Donald Glover because he's aged a lot. He's got to be. He went from Jordan Fisher to Donald Glover when he yeah. aged 10 years. <laughs> he aged so much. And then he here. just gave himself like a Seneca cream but beard. But he doesn't know what he looks like. Yeah, 10 years older. So he's got the exact same face. It's just got a beard. <laughs> that, yeah. that mask. Exactly <laughs> that mask is going to come off. Eyes. The mask is going to come off and he's going to think he looks like Donald Glover. But he's actually just going to look like Jordan Fisher had a bad night's sleep and a five o'clock shadow. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> true. That's a good one. Um, okay, alright. Um, I gotta do. I wasn't planning for this. Okay. Um, all right. I get up. I walk over. I still look. Like Wait, were you not planning on telling face, them? No mask. Not. I wasn't planning on walking into their room and like invading their space oh telling them there. You didn't have to tell them now. You can wait till later. You like... already prepared her for it. <laughs> She just knows it's coming. You can drop the ball later. It's fine. You, we'll just fill have, her with anxiety for the day. To like, like, I'd rather have the boys there to like already know what's going on, you know? We can always go down for breakfast and, you know, together. protect him. Yeah, and that's what that I was Quinn planning on. I'm waiting till like, we all sit down at the table. You could always go in and be like, hey guys, let's go to breakfast. As 19-year-old no, Corinne. I and... think that's going to fuck everybody up. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's you can choice. go bring everybody down to breakfast, and I'll already be at the table. Yeah. All right, fine. Video. Let's do Let's okay, do this. Okay, I run back downstairs, and I get a <laughs> it's, it's relatively I'm unbusy. I'm imagining the two, together. like, I'm imagining Fur and Peren just, like, whispering back and forth, like, no, 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 you're going to go. Yeah, that's, that's exactly me, here, here we go. All right. I, I love got that. It. Okay, great. I love that Perrin's a table for seven because there are arguably only six of us, but then there's also... Oh, no, there's Kara. Okay. I forgot. Kara. I was going to make a good joke, but it doesn't matter. It's okay. We can't math this early. It's in-game. We can't math this early. Yeah. So he lets a few minutes pass um, before going over to the girl's room uh, for kind of looks over at Armin and just says, you might want to go downstairs. I think this is going to be a group activity. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> and uh, he not- goes downstairs and he orders as much food as he can get for one gold so that um, it'll be like ready when everybody gets down. For one gold? Yeah, you said like a plate is like silver, right? For like a big. Yeah, I'd meal. say. Are you, are you looking for like a platter? Yeah, like a group. I have say- platter. I have a platter. Of- I have board. Seven copper and like my personal. I'd stash. say for. For one gold, you could probably get 
say like 10 eggs scrambled. They only do scrambled eggs here. Um, some toast and some butter. I'd say for a gold, you can get enough for everybody. So, so uh, for kind of knocks on the door one more time, um, I'd say it's it's been a about 10 minutes since he walked away. Quinn opens it like super fast, like she was just standing there the whole time. Yikes. And he kind of like, his hand is still in the air, like in a bit of a fist from having just knocked. Um, and he just goes, I think we should get today started on a positive note. Um, Perrin's downstairs. Uh, he is waiting for us. We're going to have a good uh, family breakfast all together. Uh, hopefully, uh, the uh, is this the same? No, this is a different tavern, right? That that doesn't have the shitty tea that's poured into a stein. No, it's the same tavern. Oh, fuck. Okay. He, he, and he chuckles and goes, I will probably be drinking leaves out of some hot water um, and call it tea. And that's what all tea is. And he it's just hot like leaf juice. And just says, you, you watch yourself. He- <laughs> that wasn't Esmene. That was I didn't realize. I like I like I like thinking that Esmene it was in character. It's raw tea leaves. She does not care. Fur turns and looks at the fourth wall and like <laughs> sticks his finger like old 3D movie advertisement out of the the wall like and just Sky says, Kids 3D. You shut your mouth." Maria. And then it kind of like sucks back in. Anyway, um, and he just says, "So let's go all down." Let's go enjoy a lovely breakfast together. And, um, you know, I think it'd be good for all of us. We haven't really had some bonding in a while. Everyone just kind of goes off on their own. And tensions have been running a little bit high. And also, I'm curious to know if uh, my matchmaking skills turned out for the better. And I think everyone else should be involved with this because I'm emotionally invested. I love that Fur is just... Fur is just droning on and talking and talking, and Quinn is just, like, staring at him. Like, she is so, like, she does not believe that any of this is going to go as well as he's saying it will. And she's just, she looked so unamused, and she's just staring at him as he talks. He notices that she's staring daggers at him. Like, not even with any emotion, just kind of, like, blankly watching him talk. And he kind of, okay, and then he... He just sighs and just says, just come downstairs. There's food. There's news. You need it. And then he turns and walks away. Quinn just looks over her shoulder at the others and says, what is all this about? They're making such a big deal out of something. Esmini just shrugs and then starts walking downstairs and she's like, I don't know, but I want toast. (laughs) She leaves. Car is still just kind of sitting there. Kara just sits there the same nods as well. Quinn grabs her bag and she puts out a hand towards Day so that she can come over. Day just pops on over. She's kind of trots. That's happily side to side, tongue hanging out. Her wings are kind of just half out and she hops up. Baby. Damn, Esmonade's got some stuff to talk about too. Unless she doesn't. I... She I don't know how she's going to tell them. Like, I don't know how she's going to, like, I mean, tell she them have how to. she got the letter without... Because that's a thing, like, she wants to. She just doesn't know how she's going to do that without, one, giving Eurus away, or two, if she doesn't, if if she just says she got the letter, that's going to cause, like, a panic with everybody about how anybody, like, 
knew where they were or anything. So it's just I don't like know. I mean that maybe Miss Girl left a letter for Quinn at the front desk. Maybe you could just say someone. Yeah, you can yeah, always that just say it's from like a, a family drama, friend. Though. I don't know and if don't y'all like remember, stress- guys. That was wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think at this point she's also like something else big is happening with this whole mask that like directly involves everybody. So now's just not a good time, and she's just kind of like processing. I think she's. I know. Like, she at least wants to tell them, like, by the time they get to Esnia, and she would actually be, like, in a place where she could actually, like, go see her mom and everything. But for now, she's just like, all right, they'll, the time will come for this, That's for fair. my thing. Yeah. So, uh, Quinn walks downstairs. I'm assuming she's, like, behind the others, or, like, at least, like, with Lyra, because um, I'm sure Kara took off. Um, and... Esmene is already downstairs. Yeah, Carl will be walking with you guys. Again, still very, like, spaced out and just kind of looking around like she has no idea where she is. Quinn looks at her and asks if she's okay. Just shakes her head. Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> it's like, how many fingers am I holding up? Carl, <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> um, so they walk downstairs with uh, Quinn in the middle, um, looking like Regina George. Just kidding. <laughs> all right, you guys all eventually find yourselves downstairs. Like I said, not super busy in the tavern. It wasn't really that busy when you got here. Um, only a few patrons here and there. Are the boys like Man, already I'm at the table? At the table yeah, yeah, I'd say everybody's at the table now. Esme is just gonna go and sit down and not really like oh. talk to anybody. Right. Is the food already there? I would say yeah. It was already there. Peren ordered it a couple minutes ago, and eggs and toast don't really take that long to whip up. <laughs> yeah, she's just going to sit down and start, to- and start shoving toast in her face. <laughs> Decent toast. It's bread and butter. Beautiful. I love that. Lyra's going to try some of that and hope that it's not as bad as it looked. All right. A round of tea for everybody. Can't uh, confirm or it is. Okay, he comes around, two mugs in hand, one in front of fur, one in front of Lyra. There's a bunch of leaves in the bottom of it. And he just pours hot water into it. Just enjoy. Fur takes his mug and looks at Lyra and just says, you, re- you get used to it after a while. About she, three quarters of the way through. She takes a sip and uh, grimaces because it's bad. How, how does Peren look right now? What, what is his uh, chosen for? It's um, what he imagines he would... He would look like at 29 with no mask. Okay. With a sexy beard. <laughs> I want to believe that Quinn is sitting directly across from him on the other side of the table. Like it's a boardroom meeting. Yeah, it's a big round table. Yeah, I know what I said. And there's like chairs all around the table and Quinn's just like sitting on the other side of the circle. Just staring at him. And then she looks away and she gets some food. And she takes a bite, and then she stares at him again. Fur kind of leans back, in his, so he's a little bit behind Perrin, and, like, tilts, so he's, like, looking straight at Quinn across the way, but is behind Perrin, and just, like, gives her a look of, like, remember what I just said, and then slowly goes back to where he was sitting. I wouldn't say enjoying his tea, because it's not a good, good cup of tea. Dealing with his tea choking down <laughs> he, he goes back to reconciling with the thing in his cup that's supposed to be tea <laughs> some hot wet leaves in water quinn's eyes like flicker to fur and then go right back to Peren. 
and she like forcibly like tries to make herself relax a little bit and looks at him and says so what's going on Perrin? okay um he kind of looks at everybody because it's not obviously just for her so um he says i made with fraz herbord um it involves the mask the mask is still here he showed me visions of Temister and a fight with Waller that all of us lost. And he showed me your bodies and your blood. And then he said that he could change that. And he could offer something that only affects me. It's a personal sacrifice. And it would give me something that would help all of us. And that sacrifice was 10 years of my life. Um, but he gave me stuff that I didn't have before. Like the ability to change what I look like. And to gain a strength that I didn't have. I would sacrifice anything to make sure that I could keep everyone here safe. And everyone here alive. And that we would all be here long enough to finally finish what we started three weeks ago when we ran into each other. And that quest, that mission is more important to me than anything. Um, but you guys are even more important than that. So this personal sacrifice is mine and mine to keep and mine alone and mine to bear. But I want all honesty and I want to make sure that nothing is hidden from you. Nothing is secret. I don't I don't have any secrets. Everything that I do, I will tell you and warn you. But um, I do have the mask. I have been, Fraz has been speaking to me just the same way Torm did. Um, you know, now I know that it's been him the whole time. But you were okay with Torm speaking to me? I hope you're okay with this as well. Um, you don't have to be, but it's here. And if it lasts, it lasts. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But that's my journey and my and my sacrifice. And um, I just wanted to tell everybody that that's going on and that's what's happening. Fur is just beaming in the corner. Like, he has his, <laughs> his garbage tea, like, cup. But he's not drinking. He is just like smiling for just how open and honest uh, Perrin just was. Uh, I love that. And, and then he slowly starts to look towards Quinn. Quinn looks unamused. And she's just been staring at him the whole time. Um, and then she just casually shrugs one shoulder. And she picks up a piece of toast. And she kind of waves it a little bit. And she says, that's fine. If you want to sell yourself to a demon and bring the fist on us, then that's your decision. You're right. And she eats the toast. There's a there's a huff, and you just see steam kind of poof out of the top of the mug. <laughs> like, fur exhales into his cup. Uh, now knowing that the stubborn child is, like, the person that he has to focus on is no longer Perrin. <laughs> Quinn's now the baby of the group. Kara <laughs> sighs as well. She just... Looks at you, Perrin, shaking your head. 
Well, I appreciate you being honest, I guess. It's not the best thing to hear that your kid is almost as old as you are, but whatever. Uh, she's the one that he's been looking at the most. Um, so he just kind of like smiles sadly. She continues to shake her head and just goes back to eating. I feel like SMA is just so over it at this point. Just all this whole demon mask drama that she just kind of like doesn't even really like look up from like her food. She just kind of goes, I think you're a fool, but your heart's in the right place at least. So there's that. Lyra has some experience with being sort of persuaded <laughs> by demons. Just some. So she just kind of, yeah, just some. Uh, she just kind of looks at Peren and just nods and just kind of is like, you know, you gotta, gotta do what you feel is right. He's been warned before, so, you know, she doesn't want to be lecturing again. Because sort of where Quinn is, she clearly, very clearly, no longer trusts Peren. Um, and isn't going to continue to, like, she'll continue to be snippy at him. But she's not going to continue to fight with him for making his own decisions. And whatever the repercussions are, she knows that he'll know whether or not it's his fault when it comes down to it. Um, so he's gone from someone that she felt she was willing to protect at all costs to someone she's just traveling with. And that's kind of where her heart is. Um, because she can't trust with everything that the fist is doing and the, the number of times they've been betrayed she can't just allow herself to blindly trust him right now he just killed his best friend to save everybody's lives <laughs> he, to be i mean to be fair he was also like his brother in in cold blood in front of everybody but to be fair at that point he was he was an enemy and he was also killing Peren's mom so like yeah Life is full of hard decisions that don't involve being um, manipulated by a demon. <laughs> and I'm sure that he would have still killed Adrian whether or not there was a demon involved. Dylan, can you make it so that Lucy is actually a demon this entire time? Fucking <laughs> shut up. <laughs> that was... Oh. Lucy don't was actually Prazer Blue this entire time. Don't give him ideas! Thank you, Carlos. Yeah, and if that happened, Quinn wouldn't blindly follow her because she's already dead in, in Quinn's eyes and she'd be like, you're a demon, I don't trust you. Kara has finished eating and she's just kind of wiping her face with her hands and rubbing her forehead. She's, I still have that, I had to meet up with the informant that we have. I don't know where he'll be, I assume he'll find me, but if you guys want to come with to where I'm going to be headed, I guess. I don't know. I'm just going to walk through the town until he finds me. Yes. Yeah. Perrin stands up really fast. All right. Anybody else want to come? Just me and Perrin? Quinn keeps eating. Lyra will go with them. Same thing with Army. She took one sip of her tea and put it down because she decided that it was not good and she didn't want the rest. No longer going to drink <laughs> the garbage water. No, we hate the garbage water. All right. So it's Army and Perrin and Lyra going with Kara. Yes. Fur is going to hang back with uh, Quinn. Yeah, Esme is also going to hang back and just vibe. And All right. Car says, okay, we'll uh, take off now. And she just heads out the door. 
Lyra gets up to follow her, and as she walks by Quinn, she sort of just puts a hand on her shoulder and, like, gives her, like, a reassuring squeeze, like everything's going to be fine. Quinn pats her hand on top of the hand. Aramine has finished eating his eggs and starts walking towards the door. Okay. Um, so then we are uh, effectively split. Um, so Lyra, Aramine, Paran, and Ankara, and then Fur, Quinn, and Esmene. Thank you for listening. Our cast for this session includes myself, AJ, as Quinn, a human sorcerer, Valerie as Peren, a half-elven paladin, Matt as Aramine, an Asmar ranger, Carlos as Fur, a human barbarian, Callista as Lyra, an elven druid, Maria as Esmene, a tiefling druid, and Dylan as our dungeon master. Our music this session was by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, thank you for exploring with us.